0: Donate the help and hold the door for the Geek Confidential podcast.
1: Confidential Podcast. Joining me today I have Craig Peters, my co-host. Welcome. Hi Luke. I am very excited because we are recording this on Sunday night. The Emmys are, have just ended and Game of Thrones has won Best Drama for the second year in a row. Last year I was like fist pumping, shouting at my TV and almost jumping up and down when it happened because I was so excited because how often do you get a, a high quality fantasy series that actually Wins best drama at, at an award show like never it almost never almost never happens. <laughs> and now Game of Thrones has done it twice. What did you think of the win?
0: Oh, it's it's a no-brainer for me. It could have won all of every year as far as I'm concerned. It's possibly the best the best fantasy drama ever. It's just that terrific. I mean people people including me just can't wait for the next season. Well, the
1: problem is, is that you're going to have to wait for, because the, the delayed taping schedule is going to make it so that next year it won't even be eligible for the Emmys. So even though it's had a two-peat, it can't have a three-peat because the season's not going to air in time. Oh my God. And we're going to have to wait, which I am already going through withdrawals. It is not funny. Winter is coming. Thankfully, I live in in Arizona, but you get to deal with winter and snow. I do indeed. Not Jon Snow, but Snow <laughs> in Nebraska. And lots of TV. Yeah. Well, Game of Thrones picked up 12 awards. That was the same number that they had last year, which was a record. So I'm, that's awesome as well. But there wasn't just Game of Thrones good news. There was also good news in the Best Actress category because Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black, who plays countless, almost nearly countless characters won for her role right. on Orphan Black. She is amazing. And I had hoped that she won last year, but she didn't. This year, for me, the win feels like I don't know if this is going to make sense, but when I was in college, there was a show called Felicity on, right? Oh yes. And Felicity starred Carrie Russell. And when you have our like the CW or UPN, or I guess it was the WB back then. You don't expect those type of shows to actually win awards. So when Carrie Russell won the Golden Globe, I was ecstatic. Yep. The fact that Tatiana Maslani won the Emmy as lead actress this year, I am absolutely enthused. It is fantastic. Have you watched Orphan Black oh, before? Yes. Oh I, uh, I haven't watched as many episodes as
0: I want. I want to because I have so many other things to watch of course and but yes it's she's terrific she's wonderful the show's wonderful and anybody who hasn't had a chance to see any of the episodes, you'll probably get caught up in it because it really
1: is that good and she deserves Just- she deserves the award. The thing that's sad about it is the fact that now that she's won, they've already said that next season is going to be the final season. So in the back of my mind, this is not like news or anything. No, no information basing this on. But it's like, wouldn't it be nice if BBC America decided, hey, we won an Emmy. Maybe we'll actually not cancel the show. Maybe they'll uncancel it. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome.
0: And don't forget to mention one of our favorites who won supporting actress in a drama series. Who was Maggie Smith? Downton Abbey.
1: Yeah, though she's not really geek the, for this I season. Know, but, but but I guess we could we could give her honorary co- because of Harry Potter honorary geekness.
0: Yes, we sure could. Yes,
1: as my Instagram attests, Instagram.com slash I Concur. There may or may not. Well, there may is a compilation of Maggie Smith's <laughs> uh, <laughs> wizard battle. In the Harry Potter finale, and she, Maggie Smith
0: has played. She's got the biggest range of any actress ever in history. She plays. She's played everything pretty much over her career, from a, a young little hottie in Alfie to to duchesses. And I mean, she's just she's just amazing.
1: Well, you you know, I am a sucker for a dame. Oh yes, uh, because between Judi Dench and Maggie Smith. And Joan Collins, I'm pretty much a sucker for a dame. Yes, you are. But it was really tough, uh, completely off the geek topic. But I went and finally had a chance to watch uh, The Second Best Marigold Hotel. Oh, man. And it's such a good movie. But it was really difficult watching two of my all-time favorite actresses in the sunset years of their lives talking in a storyline that involved old people dying it was or the implication of death. And I was like, I really cannot handle this. When or if either of, or whenever it is that either of those two actresses die, I may have to go back and watch this movie just to try and console myself. <laughs> but that's for a different podcast. That is indeed. Uh, let's talk about something that might need consoling. At least if, if you're a fan of the show, I don't know because I've never taken to it. Craig, do you watch uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes, I do, every week. And do you enjoy it? Because the first... Like, I tried watching the first season, and the first season... Ugh. And I didn't even make it past, like, episode four. And it's like, I do not have the time to waste with this shit. Now, I've heard... I've been told that it gets that better. But at, what is it? We're on the third or fourth season now. And I'm like, I don't know that I want to try and dive back in to figure to wherever the good point is for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe I should because Ghost Rider is appearing in this season. And they've released some promos for it. Now, this is not the classic uh, Ghost Rider character. This is a an alternate version, Robbie Reyes, what did you think of the promos?
0: Oh, they look—it looks really good. I mean, it Marvel or Agents of Shield starts out slow because there's really very little superhero stuff going on, but it just builds and builds and builds, and pretty soon you've got Inhumans and you've got amazing things going on, and you've got a villain that's like to die for. Just really a good monster type villain. So I mean, it's gotten better and better. Uh, the appearance, you know, special appearance by Sif, the the uh, the Norse goddess. I mean. Yeah, it's it's getting better and better and better, and I'm glad they had patience and left it left it, kind of fermenting as it went. So I, I can't wait to see. See, the movie Ghost Rider was so good, ha ha ha. Um, that, that they can Which one? Well, oh, the first one wasn't. It wasn't bad. terrible, but it wasn't like. But the, uh, right. but I didn't go to the second. Oh, one. The, the second, second one was, looked terrible. Oh Lord, so horrible. But see, they've got everywhere to go from there. It can't possibly be that bad.
1: <laughs> well, cons- considering they're using an alternate version of the character, I, I it, I'm willing to give it a chance. But the car looks cooler it, than shit. It looks cooler than shit. That car looks awesome. See, there's been a lot of people who've complained that because it's not hint Ghost Rider on the on motorcycle. The
0: motorcycle, I know.
1: But I don't know. I'm not attached enough to most of well, any of Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Ghost Rider. Mm -hmm. I may just tune in to see what Ghost Rider's like just so that we can discuss it on the podcast and you don't have to have a one-sided conversation. That's pretty good. But but I am not holding my breath.
0: I save save those moments talking to myself when I'm in the shower
1: and having a good time. I really do not need to know about the the, the good times you're having in the shower, (laughs) Greg. Do not need to know about those at all. There's another show that you're watching which I'm behind on. I actually plan on catching up on and that's Gotham. Oh yeah.
0: It is and it is my favorite TV TV show about any superhero or any ever. It's just so riveting. Ever ever.
1: I've never seen a TV show Those before. are strong words. That's strong more words. than Smallville, more than The Flash, oh. Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Daredevil would be my number 2,
0: but more than the original superman when i was a kid that's how riveted i am and we watched every episode of superman of course the original george george reeves superman it was terrific but uh but this is just so much so much better than anything i can't wait to see where the villains go and finally when batman shows up as you know bruce wayne grows up uh yeah it's it's just that good and the character i mean it is dark and it's intense but it's st- it's so still funny and interesting and entertaining. It's got every single element of a comic book film that I can imagine.
1: It's not terribly depressing every single episode. Uh and I think that depends on the season. The first season reminded me of Criminal Minds meets superhero. Yep. And it was it, that was not my cup of tea. Oh. The second season, I wa- it, it seemed like they de- decided to go with a more of an umbrella arc. And so I watched the first half of the season, then a whole bunch of stuff happened with me moving and everything. So I have tons of TV that I'm still catching up on, (laughs) which I have one week left to get through all this TV um, before the regular TV season starts. So I plan on catching up, but I mean, Fish Mooney's back. We're going to, the trailer has the Mad Hatter in it. Yep. Jim Gordon, he is having some life problems. We get Valerie Vale and of course, Penguin, Cobblepot. Oh yeah, Cobble. That actor is so good.
0: I've always hated Penguin. Since I was reading the comic books as a as a child, many, 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 many years ago. I've always hated Penguin as a villain. I love Cobblepot. That tells you just how how entertaining that guy is. I can't wait to see what he does. And I don't want him to, usually I want to see villains die. I don't want to see him to die. I want him I want him to be
1: on forever. I'm going to give it another chance. I'm going to get caught up. I feel like because this is Geek Confidential and because I am a DC fan and and DC not being Daytime Confidential, Mm -hmm. but DC Comics fan, I feel like I do need to tune in more when it comes to Marvel stuff. I love the movies, but so far I have not been impressed by the TV shows, so I don't feel bad about that. So I will be tuning in for Gotham when it returns. Excellent. Now, on a previous podcast, we discussed the musical episodes for Supergirl and The Flash, which we weren't really looking forward to. Uh, Not because we barf for a moment, please. Well, not necessarily. Well, at least for me, it wasn't because of the fact that I thought it would be bad, but the fact that, in my mind, musical episodes should not be happening on a sorry in the second or third seasons. To me, it's just way too early for these two shows to be doing musical episodes, even though both actors' leads are good singers. But we found out some more about the actual four-show crossover. Berlanti, in an interview with IndieWire, was talking about the production elements of it um, and how everyone's excited to do it, but trying to manage the writing to and the flow between the shows, because not all of them are going to have the same... Elements, he says... You really are trying to run a single production across three different productions, but they run as three different entities. We have to figure out when we're borrowing one actor from where. We're telling one cohesive story. Supergirl will participate, but the storyline doesn't actively begin there. There are some characters who show up in our episode, but the story begins with the Flash episode, goes to Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. We're just getting into designing the bad guy for it, and we start now, but it doesn't air till the end of November. We will put a lot of time between now and then figuring out the visual effects. And he goes, just today I was holding the three scripts back to back. It's 180 pages of material. It's a three-hour story, almost a miniseries. Now, I trust Greg Berlanti implicitly when it comes to his shows, not just because of his track record on the superhero shows, but because he had... A fantastic show on ABC called Brothers and Sisters, which I absolutely loved, which starred Calista Flockhart, who is of course in in Supergirl. But what do you think? Are you looking forward to this four show crossover? You know, I love Errol.
0: It's like number three to Gotham and and to Daredevil. But I'm I'm not. I'm okay with Flash, but Supergirl, no. Supergirl is doesn't fit in my worldview. So. I'm not looking forward to the crossover. I don't mind the back and forth from Flash to Arrow, but the Supergirl thing. Though I do, I kind of like the episode where Flash showed up. I kind of like that episode. No, I'm not looking forward to this. I will be watching because I am the ultimate geek. I will be there. I'll watch and I'll give it every chance in the world, but I'm not expecting much and not looking well,
1: forward. Well, it's going to be better than Legends of Tomorrow because as much as I like superhero stuff let's face it legends of tomorrow is the weak link of those four shows well i would have said I supergirl feel, so you and i have no. A i wouldn't agree with them, <laughs> you with you on that because calista flockhart is just amazing give, at least in the first season okay Luke, uh, i'll give you that calista one. flockhart can carry S- supergirl on her own shoulders without supergirl if necessary i like calista flockhart
0: in that show i totally give you
1: that and as much as i like wentworth miller he he's not enough to carry legends of tomorrow just on his own shoulders Understood. because there's a lot of things that go wrong with that show i when i watch legends of tomorrow i think i watch it sort of as in with the mindset that it's one of those old saturday afternoon syndicated sci fi shows like mutant x or what are some of the other ones that were out well, the there the old doctor cleopatra who. it's uh whatever it's got a lot of
0: the old doctor who in it that's how that's how it feels to me it feels like it feels
1: like well uh, uh a throwback is what it feels like i i totally get that luke but but my m- i guess my bigger issue with it is it the storytelling a and b the casting i think that that uh, with the hawks and a couple of the other characters, there's some really weak casting on Legends of Tomorrow, whereas the other shows have really strong influences in different aspects. I mean, Arrow, for all for for all its reliances on island flashbacks that drive me absolutely yes. insane, mm-hmm. it has a strong cast. The Flash has a fantastic lead and a, a, a solid supporting cast. Supergirl has Calista Flockhart... Uh, who who can basically make any episode awesome, regardless of if Supergirl is there herself. Y- I mean, yeah. so we're Legends of Tomorrow. The fact that it's got that cast makes it
0: feel good to me. I like it because it's got that cast. I like it because it's not, there's no one overwhelming the show. There's no one taking over all of the action. It just kind of is a blended team. And that makes, I, I kind of like that. I mean, it's not my favorite by any means, but I kind of like the kind of lesser cast going on. And I I think maybe it was intentional. So I enjoy it. And Calista Flockhart is like, when Clista Flockhart's on the screen, I could care about any, less about anybody else. That's my problem. One of my problems with Supergirl. You're, you're absolutely right. She's just so good that it's like she steals the show. She steals the scene. She steals, you know, you could do the show without any of the rest of them. Oh, sorry. I'm just
1: No, there's no reason to apologize, but the as if Berlanti didn't have enough going, he's got a new series yes. that's coming out. Um this time it's going to be on Fox, so not only will Fox have DC's Gotham, it's going to also have Black Lightning. Yay. I'm more than willing to say I did not know a thing about this character um before the headline was made, but when I started reading into the details, I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. What did you think, Craig? Oh, I'm
0: excited. I mean, I think that there, for whatever the reasons
1: are, I think there need to be
0: more characters like this. More kind of obscure characters that they can take from scratch. Very few people know much about Black Lightning, so they can make this
1: character from, from whole cloth. And I am extremely looking forward to it. So I, well and if you think about it that's almost what Marvel did with Iron Man because before the Iron Man movies Iron Man or before the Iron Man movies Iron Man as a comic was sort of a niche comic yeah. and then Iron Man basically opened Sesame on the gold trove that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe right. and they did it by introducing it with Iron Man so maybe Berlanti taking a page from that playbook can do something. I'm I'm looking forward to it because one of the fun things that I enjoy it's sort of like Jessica Jones. I never read the comic, but because it is a property of a publisher that I am I trust, I'm willing to and it's on a network or a streaming service that I has put out really good stuff, I'm willing to give it a chance. Well, me knowing that this is from Berlanti and knowing his track record, I'm totally on board to see. I hope it turns out well, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, you know, you go into a show like this,
0: and this is what I love about it. You go into a show like this with no pre- preconceived notions, right? Very true. I, I mean, Thor, it had to be, it had to be Chris Hemsworth. I can't imagine anybody playing Hem's uh, playing Thor. Robert Downey Jr. is such a powerful force that he picked up Iron Man and did it great here. We got something brand new. Kinda I'm kinda getting used to Luke Cage on uh on Netflix. I think he's gonna be pretty good. This is like again, whole cloth. We just we don't have any preconceived stuff. So I'm really excited.
1: I had a little bit of disappointment on my vacation, which was the news that Star Trek is being pushed back till May instead of just debuting at the, near the beginning of the year. It was supposed to, I believe, come out in February, and now it's being uh, pushed back to May. Now, they're saying, the statement on it was, we aim to dream big and deliver, and that means making sure the demands of physical and post-production for the show that, take place enti- that takes place entirely in space, say that time's f- five times fast, And the need to meet the air date don't result in compromised quality. Before heading into production, we evaluated these realities with our partners at CBS, and they agreed Star Trek deserves the very best. And these extra few months will help us achieve a vision we can all be proud of. Now, for those who may not be familiar with the CBS All Access platform, it's a streaming platform that CBS is developing into its own version of Hulu or Netflix. They're wanting to have original content, original IPs there, and to draw in viewers. Now, one of the other properties that they're going to be putting on there is the Good Wife spinoff, which I love the Good Wife. It was a fantastic legal drama. It was one of my all-time favorites. And they're doing a spinoff starring uh, Christine Baranski. But I'm not sure that a good wife spinoff is enough for me to be paying for another streaming service. Whereas the star Trek, I, I would definitely be paying for that. So my mind is if star Trek had come out earlier in the year, I probably would have kept, I probably would have kept the service to be able to pick (laughs) up on the good wife spinoff. But now I'm like, Maybe I'll just wait until Star Trek comes out, and then I'll go back and marathon the Good Wife spinoff. Would you add another subscription service to watch Star Trek? Um, if it's good, if it's good, yes, I
0: would. I would be willing to do that. But to do it for just one show, uh, I'd have to see some other things that are on there that that I really like. But I I I couldn't do it for just one show. No. I won't do it for just one show, but I will do it for there are a couple of shows on Hulu that uh, that I love that I won't pay for Hulu to get. So you would have to be a few more shows available. But who knows if there
1: were some shows? Uh, not Good Wife, obviously. But, um, yeah, I might do it. OK, L- let's go back to HBO for a second. They've released another trailer for Westworld. Craig. Every time I see another trailer, I'm like. I don't know what the hell I'm getting into watching, but I'm so along for the ride. Well, I've told
0: you about Westworld. I loved Westworld, and I loved the sequel to Westworld, and when I see this trailer, I am absolutely loving it. I mean, the people they have on board on this thing, it it the trailer looks amazing. It, it looks like... This one I might actually sign up to a,
1: a new service one. You already have
0: HBO. Well, I do have HBO and I have and I have on demand and I have Amazon Prime and I have Netflix. So do I really need another service? If this was a new service, I might just subscribe to it because it looks that good. I mean I, I mean it's enticing. This the bedroom scene is amazing. The Anthony Hopkins scenes are just oh wow. I mean I'm on board. I'm a hundred percent for this one. It would have to be really bad for me not to, not to be sold on it. One the first time I see it. Cause it just, it's, it, it I'm just, I get shivers whenever I see that trailer.
1: Let's talk a little bit about movies. Suicide squad. Uh, it wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't a great movie. Um, has now brought in 718 million inter- uh, worldwide and has grossed more than the winter soldier, which
0: was like a now, 90% uh, on which, Rotten Tomatoes. I don't get this one. Luke. <laughs> it's, it's driving me absolutely nuts that that horrible movie. Well, you said it's not really horrible, but that movie is beating
1: winter soldier. Just driving me crazy. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it is that, has made it so popular internationally because obviously it's resonating. But as we discussed in the Suicide Squad episode, it had its faults. (laughs) If you had to diagnose why this is, why this is doing so well, what would you, I would say,
0: I would, I think, I had to think a long time about this one. The only, Will Smith? No, not not Will Smith. I mean, uh, Will Smith slapped some guy in a, internationally, so I don't know that that's it. Uh, Will Smith is certainly a draw. There's no doubt about that. Harley Quinn is a draw. But I think my big opinion is this is such a horrible year for movies, and it's a really horrible year for movies. Uh, there, there's nothing hardly that I want to see for the rest of the year. I had a couple things, a little, but the whole year there's been very little I wanted to see. So I think it's such a bad year for movies that this is this is people's choice to see. That's the only thing I can figure. It is a bad year for movies. It's last year was so good, and the year before was really good. Blockbuster was this year is terrible. So if you don't have anything to see, you go back and see Suicide Squad again. And I well think-
1: maybe they were going to see
0: Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn could very well be it. Like I said, Will Smith's fine, but I don't think his character was strong. Harley Quinn was a lot of fun, and she was g- good to see, and she was kind of a crazy, uh, obscene kind of character and worth worth taking a look at. So maybe return viewing that's really getting the, the numbers up. But if you live if you live in Siberia and this is the only thing you've got to do, maybe you see this movie a dozen times. Because it's probably more cheerful than Siberia.
1: I mean, you know, you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Harley Quinn, the Hollywood Reporter reported that Margot Robbie is, is getting a deal Yes. <laughs> to be able to... Um, well, it, as part of her first look deal, she's getting credits for the Harley Quinn spinoff from the suicide squad. I'm looking forward to this, but I'm also, how do I put this? Um, whenever you get an actor too involved in a, a film, you run the risk of it going off the rails. Now there are times when that can be like that, is totally not true. For example, Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool. He he single-handedly made sure that Deadpool was an awesome movie. You look at Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is a, dire- is a fantastic director. I'm very interested to see what he does once he gets out of the Zack Snyder shadow. Both Ryan Reynolds and Ben Affleck have been around for a while. Margot Robbie's still pretty young. I'm not saying that she's going to do anything bad in it, but it's just like... I just want DC to put out good movies, and it it makes me a little bit nervous when actors start getting too much influence.
0: I would like to see. I would buy Harley Quinn endorsed products. That's how much I like her. I'd buy a Harley Quinn T-shirt. I would buy a Harley Quinn watch. Harley Quinn. Well, I just I love that character. So I don't think. I almost don't. I think it's almost harm-proof, frankly. I think I think she's that good a character and baseball bat proof. Baseball bat proof, exactly. I'd buy a Harley Quinn baseball bat to protect my home. I'd buy a Harley Quinn shotgun to protect my
1: home. So I'm- okay, I'm pretty sure that Warner Brothers is not going to co-brand Harley that Harley Quinn shotgun. Wouldn't that be cooler than hell? Wow, it could be. <laughs> But like for some reason, like, I don't know why, but for some reason, when I think of a Harley Quinn gun, I'm like thinking of a shot, sawed off shotgun. Yeah, there you go. Not a full length one. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But you think you, you're kind of a sawed off kind of guy. Oh, okay. My gun is big. Did I say
1: that? I, we're, I'm going to ignore that because I really, <laughs> I really do not want to think about that. Um, It's a long, it's a long rifle (laughs) for the love of God. Um, (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about the justice league movies. Jeff Johns came out and made a statement regarding the upcoming justice league movie and remarked on Batman V Superman as part of it. He said, mistakenly in the past, I think the studio has said, Oh, DC films are gritty and dark. That's what makes them different. That couldn't be more wrong. It's a hopeful and optimistic life—a view of life. Even Batman has a glimmer of that in him. If he didn't think he'd make tomorrow better, he'd stop. This is the Batman that was branding people. In Batman vs Superman, he was branding people. I think so. And that's part of that's part of Zack Snyder's influences. Um, it was in in the same interview. Um it was also um revealed that they are going to deal with the fact that Batman it was killing people when he's not supposed to be. And it will and the Justice League film will have fewer of Zack Snyder's controversial flourishes like an apocalyptic dream sequence from Dawn of Justice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, Jeff Johns is hugely popular for his work in comics. I trust him. It's just that I think that it, it's interesting that they are now finally starting to not necessarily throw Zack Snyder under the bus, but they're maybe tying him to the railroad tracks, hopefully, so that a Justice League train can just roll over.
0: Him. Yes, I think.
1: Though his involvement won't be eliminated completely. In more Justice League news there were photos released for Jim Gordon and Batman's tactical bat suit. What did you think of those photos Craig? Well, the Jim Gordon
0: mm-hmm. I'm telling you I love the Jim Gordon in Gotham so much that I don't want to see
1: any other Jim Gordon ever. But well, you can't help that. I know. If I, if I have to put up if if I have to put up with the movie Flash and not the TV Flash being in the movies, yeah, you're going to have to put up with another Jim Gordon. I know, but the uh, the other thing is the tactical suit
0: it it looks worse than the damn big steel metal whatever suit in in Batman versus Superman. It just doesn't but there's no look CGI, right. Craig. Uh okay. <laughs> I'd rather have a little CGI. I just I don't like it. It just doesn't look right. And it know it, it, obviously we'll have to see it in action and see how it looks, but uh it's just I don't know. I'm really unsold on Batman. And I'm unsold on the guy playing
1: Batman right now. So well, I was going to say, how much of your not being sold about Batman is because of your dislike for Affleck?
0: I've always said that Affleck any any movie that Affleck dies in would be made much much better, uh, <laughs> and and I'll, I'll I'll defend that to anyone. Um, I liked him in Argo. I think he's a good a really good director. Not so sold on him as as being a realistic presence on the, on the screen. Um having said that, who knows? Maybe he would be good as the shadow. That's the only character I could think of. But the no, the suit has nothing to do with him. The suit just looks kind of goofy to me.
1: Uh Ben Affleck, Batfleck also stirred up some news this, uh, with the revelation that uh Joe Manganiello of True Blood and uh Magic Mike Fame. Yes is going to be Deathstroke. Now, I'm all for seeing him as Deathstroke. I think it could be fun. But on Instagram, someone in the feed... (laughs) had this really intense looking video clip. They had they had spliced it together. Really intense Batman from the from the dawn of justice, like when he's in Bruce Wayne looking at the computer and everything, and he's going to the computer files to select a folder, folder and the arrow hovers over, I think it's um uh, uh meta what are they called? Meta humans? Meta humans. I'm not quoting this entirely correct, but he it hovers over there. And it opens up a video of Joe from his Magic Mike 2 dance where he goes in and does a strip dance in the gas station for the gas station attendant. And then it cuts back to Ben Affleck and his really intense sort of constipated look face. It was awesome. (laughs) It was absolutely hilarious because it was like, this is your foe, (laughs) Batman. (laughs) What do you think? I know you were a fan of him on True Blood.
0: Uh, the uh, good thing about Joe Mangi- Mangi- Um, I hope I got that close to right, and I apologize because he's one of my favorites. I just love him on on uh, on uh, True Blood. I thought I thought he was great, and he has this wonderful sense of humor. You know some of the stuff he's doing. He just has that glint in his eye where you know he's having fun. I want to see him as a character in the comic book world having fun i think fun is missing in the whole dc universe at least i don't think you're going
1: to get that with a villain like
0: deathstroke you never know i mean look i mean how bigger a how much bigger a villain is um is than than uh and i know you don't like him particularly but everyone else does and that was the joker i mean you can, well, you can which take what? a really horrible joker
1: I, I, both the of them. joker that I liked the joker that I Heath liked Ledger was not a, one that Heath, Ledger Heath ledgers had was a really, not
0: fun really psychotic sense of humor or why so serious and of course, my favorite of of all time would be the joker in the original Batman movie, uh one of my favorite actors of all time, he had a great sense of humor, but he was a despicable villain
1: listen. Listen, so, I don't think any of us uh, want to see him as, say, like the Riddler and Jim Carrey. No, I don't want him. That's oh. not the kind of fun you no, want, I don't want in want that. I don't, a I don't
0: want that. And no, D- Joe Mangianello in, in True Blood didn't have that. But Deathstroke with a little glint in his eye. I mean, remember, the most despicable and horrible Shakespeare plays all had a little fun in them. Because you need, you need a break. And that's what DC tends to be missing, is that little break of humor. Maybe Deathstroke can do a little, a little uh, channel, a little de- uh, Deadpool, you know? I mean, Deathstroke, Deadpool, yeah, yeah maybe. But yeah, I like Joe Mangiola. I'm going to give him all the credit in the world. I want to see him in the comic book world. He's, he's, got the, he's got the looks. He's got the humor. He's got the, he's got the presence. Let's hope he's as good an actor as, as it seems he could be and does a good job with Deathstroke. I mean, look, Ryan, Re- Ryan Reynolds recovered. He had a couple bad starring performances as comic book heroes, and there he was as Deadpool, Green Lantern. Anybody? Oh God, yes. Oh, terrible.
1: And and then he was uh, it was Green Lantern was terrible, and he was terrible. Even though it's the same character, he was terrible at the oh, Wolverine oh, movie. Lord, yes, that was so oh. awful. So,
0: Ed, but Reynolds is one of my favorite actors. So I was hoping they'd give him a chan- enough chances that he'd finally hit. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to, to, to this to this character. But once again, got to be a little sense of humor that you got to have a break. Hamlet, one of the worst plays ever, has some funny moments. Uh, Macbeth, the Scottish play, you're supposed to say, had some funny moments in it. I mean, um, and a bit with a dog, you know, like the love Shakespeare in love. It's got to have a bit with a dog. You got to have something to break the break, the the, the desperate depression. Um, So anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. On the other hand, um, (laughs) I'd rather see Ben Affleck directing the movie than actually starring in it. So sorry, Ben. Uh, I think you're a great guy. I I love you to death. I think you probably um, you and Matt are best friends and deserve each other. But, you know, spend a lot of time directing because you're really good at that.
1: This isn't on the outline. I'm going off the, not off the reservation. I'm going off the out- outline off
0: the Island. T- You're going off.
1: the island. Yeah. Off. Well, uh, something <laughs> I was going to wrap up this podcast by asking you what you could recommend. And then I was like, well, I don't really have anything to recommend myself, but I do have something that I'm very curious to get your opinion on though. I'm not sure it's technically a geek topic considering we've already talked about Maggie Smith. I'm Okay. So, did you watch the original MacGyver? Uh, I watched some of
0: it, and what I did watch back back in the day, I
1: liked. When I try to go back and watch it now, I'm struggling a bit. So, CBS is releasing a new MacGyver this fall. And I hadn't really been paying much attention to it, because I never watched the original, and it was a little bit of... I mean, you hear about all the tropes, and you know, like oh, yes, he can basically get himself out of anything. But then I was watching a trailer for the new MacGyver, and it was like, okay, he's a little bit of James Bond meets improvisation. Usually when they remake something, it's not necessarily anything like the original. But if they do anything close to it, what can one expect from a from a MacGyver series? Oh,
0: I think I... I'm thinking MacGyver is going to be a great update for the for the 2000s. I mean, you got computer stuff, you got all the all the old chemical stuff. I think you know chemist, chemist, physicist, uh, technician, engineer. I think it's I think it could be extreme fun, and of course it's going to be a lot. I think it's going to be a lot more action, um, and very little mullet. And uh, you know, mullet was a problem for
1: me. Though you you notice that they figured out a way around that by having him with just with longer hair
0: yes yes but no not the horrible mullet which is
1: hard to watch nowadays well there you go since my question about macgyver is not technically a recommendation but more of a getting advice on should i watch it what is your recommendation i have two recommendations if that's okay luke
0: okay one of my latest favorites is is a show called as a Netflix show that you can watch now and you can catch up on. I am absolutely loving Murdoch mysteries. I mean, I'm just excited by it. I It's, it's like, it's like MacGyver only, only in the late 1800s. I'm absolutely loving it, having a great time with it and just a lot of fun. The other one is an up, the upcoming premiere of Scorpion. I, it's, it was slow to build for me, but it is an ultimate geek fest. I mean, it really, uh, they're all geeks, all doing this cool, amazing stuff. It's, uh, I don't know, it's a lot of fun and it's just really grown on me. And I think any of you that, that like the kind of, the kind of geekdom that I live in will love the show. So give it a try, see what you think. And of course, give us an email or get a hold of me at, at Z movie maniac.
1: Oh, look at you. Yay. Look at you. You can follow me at Luke underscore Kerr. Um, if you have any questions for the podcast uh, on Twitter, just hashtag them GK podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at gkconfidential.com. Just as a note, I have officially decided that I'm going for the tentative launch of geek on October 1st, because that is a Saturday, I believe. And, the some of the issues that i was running into prior to my vacation i haven't quite got worked out yet so that gives me a little bit of time to get those figured out uh, we thank you for listening until next time so long see ya